We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's Well, hello and God bless you. This is Bishop Kevin J. Foreman, pastor of Urban Word Church International, located here in Denver, Colorado, the place where we are changing a generation by changing the way we do church. Listen, I am so excited that you're listening to this life-changing message brought to you by our Taking Over Media Department. If this message is a blessing to you, please email us or contact us to let us know how this message has changed your life. I'd like to invite you to worship if you're here in the Denver area every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We're located in 1551 South Monroe Street, Denver, Colorado, 80210. That's right off of East Florida Avenue and Colorado Boulevard. I am so excited about our new internet worship campus located at www.uword.org. There you can view services live streaming every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, as well as view our on-demand broadcast as well. I am so excited about what God wants to do in your life. And remember this, God can do anything but fail in your life. And if God said it, you believe it, and that settles it. That's that you speak through me today, Father. We declare that we are ready for that that you've called us to do. Father, we thank you that you're anointing. We open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. You may be seated. I'm going to be ministering to you today from a very simple subject. Are you ready? Look at somebody and say, get ready. Y'all didn't get that. Look at somebody else and say, get ready. Listen, listen. Now, we didn't make our word confession. Let's make our faith confession over our word. Lift your Bibles up. You don't have to stand. Just lift your Bibles up. Say, this is my Bible. I choose to receive this word with my spirit over my mind. If I receive this word. With my mind only, this word will be dead to me. I don't want death. I want life. Listen, I came to make an announcement to you today that your season is shifting. (laughs) Y'all don't know when to shout, church. I came to make an announcement to you today that your season is shifting. And listen to this. The last three years of your life have been the preseason game. You know that over the last three years, the hell that's intensified in your life has been like no other hell. You've not, y'all don't know what I'm saying. I've come to announce to you today that your season is shifting. You understand the purpose of a preseason game? Watch this. Anybody ever played double dutch? And you know the person get ready to get in the game, they just kind of brace. They're ready to jump in. For the last three years, I don't know who I'm talking to, but for the last three years, somebody in here, that's what you've been doing. You've been getting ready to jump in the game. The ga- Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. The game ain't started yet, but I'm here to announce to you that your season is about to sit. You want to praise God if you believe what I just said. 
Listen to me. What we need, God has already provided for you. Do you understand that? He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord that provides for you. How do you think you made it this far with your mind keeping on your head straight? I came out a little wrong. How do you think you made it this far not losing your mind? Other people that went through the same hell that you went through about lost their mind. But baby, you still here. Stop somebody and say, I'm still here. Listen, you got to learn how to be able to pay an accelerated price when your destiny is accelerated. You don't hear what I'm saying. What the Lord has been doing, see, you pray, Lord, use me. You said, Lord, I'm yours. I'm available to you. That's why y'all not sing that song if you ain't ready for it. You said, Lord, I'm available. And so what he started to do was he started taking you through the acceleration process. Because in the last days, things that took five years are going to take five weeks. Because it's accelerating the time. Bishop, what are you talking about? The Bible says that uh, in Joel, it talks about, in Amos, it talks about how in the last days, the plowman was going to overtake the reaper. In other words, when you sowed, you would be reaping before you even put it in the ground. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. So in other words, God is accelerating things that have been happening. And so what has happened in your life is that you got an accelerated dose of trouble. You, 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 you wonder why it was so tough and like every time you turned around it looked like it was something else and soon as you get out of that storm you're walking into this storm and soon as this storm is over you're walking into that storm and you're wondering why is it always something okay y'all ain't got to be real with me but I'm going to be real with myself and the Lord says the reason is because I have accelerated your destiny look at somebody and say he's accelerated Watch this, watch this, watch this. You ain't got to learn, y'all. Now listen, I just announced to you that your season has shifted. But here's my next announcement to you. Listen, listen. You got to be ready to fight. Watch this, watch this. Has anybody, now don't wave your hand, but blink at me, ever had anything repossessed? Just blink. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. The reason that they repossessed it was because probably something happened where you couldn't pay the note. It's all right. I ain't judging you if you'd had something repossessed. Listen, Bishop then had a 92 Honda Accord repossessed. You didn't hear what year I just said. So watch this. Don't be ashamed by that. Y'all getting all quiet now like you're ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Because listen, I bet you I bet you ain't repoed now. <laughs> listen to yourself. Listen, they come and the repossessors, now it belongs to the bank anyhow. But they got to come and they got to come and take it by force because the person that got it don't want to give it up. You didn't hear what I just got. The reason we got to fight is not because the devil hasn't been defeated. It's because he don't want to give up what he got that's yours. So sometimes you got to learn how to get a repossessed spirit. And you got to learn how to walk up in there and say, listen, this is mine. So I'm coming to get what's mine. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming to get what's mine. People of God, we got to be able to understand spiritual atmospheres. Understand that everything is about atmosphere. Some of y'all are fanning in here now because the atmosphere is warm. And so now you are more conducive to sweat when you're in a more warm atmosphere. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now watch this. What we got to understand is this. The Bible says in Ephesians that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, your fight ain't with other people. I just said something right there. Your fight is not with, even though I know they're crazy, but your fight ain't with them. 
You let them be crazy on their own. Right. I says, our fight is with, watch this, principalities and strongholds. Watch this. Here, here's how this works. Principalities and strongholds are something that take root in the mind of people in a particular region. That is why you can go to certain places in the country and find that people are more susceptible to struggling with different things because of the principalities and strongholds that are in that region. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? That's why when you go to a place like Louisiana and New Orleans, there's a lot of voodoo and a lot of witchcraft that happens in that area because that's the principality that's got a stronghold on that region. Do you understand what I'm saying? The spiritual realm, y'all, is highly organized. It's more organized than the church. You didn't hear what I just said. The spirit realm. So here's how it works. A principality. Here's what a principality is. That word does not actually have a spiritual connotation initially. It's got a secular connotation to deal with the political government. Here's what it means. A principality. It is a prince over a sovereign state. It was a ruler over a sovereign state. In other words, it was like a governor or like a mayor. They had rule. They had the established authority. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? So a principality was a prince over a particular region. It was the established form of government. Now, how many people know, I don't care how much you don't like paying your taxes or whatever, the established form of government says that around April 15th, you, you got something to send in. I don't care how much you don't like them. I don't care who you didn't vote for. I don't care. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It's the established form of government. Watch this. Sometimes what you're fighting against is the established form of government in a region. That's why as a church, it's why it takes so long to build ministries in a state like Colorado. Because the established form of government in this region says that we don't need God. You, you didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just that's why. That's why even in our own personal lives, you ever had a struggle that as soon as you thought you were over it, it got reintroduced to you and you found yourself back in it? Because it's the established form of government in your life. So what you're fighting against is the system. Now, don't misconstrue anything I'm saying. I'm not saying we're fighting against our government. I'm saying we're fighting against principalities. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, I mentioned Atlanta earlier. That's why you can have a place like Atlanta that's got great churches and great ministries, yet the principality of homosexuality rules in that region. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Even though the word of God is coming forth and you got great men of God and great ministries, there's a principality in that region that has set itself against God. You don't understand what I'm saying there. Please understand, that's why our struggle sometimes with certain things is really difficult. That's why we can conquer areas A through A through Y, but when we come around to X, Y, and Z, it get a little rough. Look at somebody and say it can get a little rough. Now listen to this, Colossians 2.15. It says that God has disarmed the principalities. So in other words, that means they have no power. They flash like cops. You, you didn't hear what I just said. They ain't got no gun, baby. They got a flashlight. You can see me. Watch this. Look what it says. It's Colossians 2.15. God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and it in the cross. In other words, Jesus said, when I went to the cross, I disarmed the devil. <laughs> y'all don't know when to shout, church. That's something you ought to shout about. For the last 15 years of your life, you've been fighting the devil, not realizing he's been defeated. So, 
wrestle, then, then what does the scripture say when we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities? They may be disarmed, but they are still fighting. You ever met somebody that got in a desperate situation and they found anything to make a weapon? Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Some of y'all know your mama, she couldn't find the belt, so she grabbed the nearest and dearest thing that she could get that would resemble something that would get you good. If it was a skillet, then it was a skillet. If it was a tie, she braided that tie up and got good. She got to work. Look at somebody and say, go to work. Watch this. Because it may be disarmed, but it is still fighting. Listen, listen. So the Bible says that we've got weapons of warfare, but if we don't use them, y'all, we still lose. Y'all ain't talking to me today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going somewhere. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. And verse number 4. Are you there? Are you there? Listen to what it says. I'll tell you what, let's start in three. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not fleshly. In other words, you can't use guns and knives to fix these problems. Uh, uh, Y'all ain't talking to me today. But mighty in God. For pulling down what? Strongholds. Bishop, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is something that has got a lock on all three areas of humanity. Spirit, soul, and body. You didn't hear what I just said. So that's why it's difficult to sometimes break strongholds because scripture teaches us that a threefold cord is not easily broken. That's why it's a stronghold because not only does it have a lock on your spirit, but your, what happens is it's got a lock on your soul, which is your mind, your thought, your will, and your emotions. And as a man thinketh, so is he. In other words, as a man thinks, that's what he's going to end up doing. Are you with me? Look at what it says. Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. Daniel. How many people you heard of Daniel? Say, I heard of Daniel. Daniel. Daniel was a man that the Bible says was better than the rest because he had a spirit of excellence on him. So excellent that the king decided that he would lift him up. And so what ended up happening is that they set him up and that's how Daniel finds himself in the lion's den. Now, you know the story about the lion's den. Here's what I think is interesting. A lot of people look at that as the lions going to attack Daniel and the Lord having to stop the lions. That ain't how I see that. I see that as the lions were protecting Daniel and what they meant for evil, God had turned it for good. Sometimes you got to thank God for the storms you're in, baby, because God's really protecting you from something you don't know it can get you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So Daniel's season was accelerated because he was different, because he was excellent. And the Bible teaches us that we are peculiar people, y'all. We different. I ain't trying to fit in with the folks down the street. I'm different. And don't go that I like who God has made me. I like this light-skinned, short, bald dude. You don't hear what I'm saying? Watch this, watch this, watch this. So because Daniel was different, his season, what should have took him years to get, oh, y'all don't get it, it, it was accelerated. <laughs> you, you, you didn't hear what I just said. 
Because Daniel was excellent, Brother Leo, because he was excellent, the Lord said, listen, I'll accelerate it. But in accelerating his destiny, that means I got to accelerate his trouble. You didn't hear what I just said. So Daniel had to pay a price. And I know nobody want to talk about paying no price no more. We just want to get it and quit it, you know. Microwave the Lord, you know, sticking, you know, oodles of noodles. Ramen noodles with some hot sauce in it. Depending on where you're from, they put a little cheese in it. Because it's quick. <laughs> the only thing about what God did, see, watch this. The table that the Lord prepares for you, it ain't got Roman noodles on it. He got some of the best filet mignon. King crab legs. Cheddar Bay biscuits. You know? I just did a plug for somebody. Amen. Here's the deal. God only prepares the table for you in the presence of your enemies. That's why I thank God for my enemies more than I thank them for my friends. Because my, en- my friends don't get me no table prepared. My friends get me Roman noodles. But my enemies get... Are y'all still here? Are y'all still here? So Daniel had to pay a price, and the price he had to pay was through a fast. Now, Daniel fasted how many days? Come on, church. Sunday school starts next Sunday. Amen. (laughs) Daniel fasted. Now, watch this. Check this out. The Bible says that Daniel fasted, and the day that Daniel set his heart, On the things that the Lord had ordained for him, the day he made a decision that the Lord answered his prayer. I'm here to say to you that the day you prayed for some of the stuff you still ain't seen manifest yet, God answered it the day you prayed for it. Here's what happened though. The angel comes down and says, I would have got here on day one. The only problem was the principality of this region had slowed me down. Do you not understand that the fight that we're in is not a fight with God? The fight that we're in is that the principalities are trying to block what God has sent. That's why you can declare this is my year and it be the worst year you've ever had in your life because there are principalities that are fighting against you. And the moment you set your mind to it, God does it. The only problem is the principalities are fighting against you. Are you still here? Listen, what happens is that we're praying, but they're not piercing the heavenlies because the atmosphere isn't conducive for miracles. <laughs> That's like me walking out in that parking lot and planting a, some seed and expecting it actually to grow. That'd be foolish because the parking lot is not a place designed for seeds to grow. It is a place designed for automobiles to park. But that's what we do a lot of times. We sow seed onto things or into things that are not conducive for growth. (laughs) You you, you didn't hear what I'm just saying. It's just like that movie Free Willy. Wave at me if you've seen that movie Free Willy. Wave at me. Wave at me if you got it on tape in your house now. Wave at me if you watch it on Saturday afternoons when ain't nothing else to do. And you, yeah, see, I knew somebody was going to be honest. Watch this. They took Keiko, y'all, and they took him out of his natural habitat and put him into captivity. So what happens is, is through that process, you remember the movie, what happened? His dorsal fin slumped over. 
Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm going somewhere with this. Here's what happened. Keiko got in the wrong atmosphere, and so now it kept him from doing what he what, what God had ordained for him to do. It messed him up because he was around the wrong atmosphere. Atmosphere is important. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's like trying to develop pictures out here in all of this light. Something you're going to get overexposure. That's why they create what they call them red rooms or dark rooms. <laughs> red dark room. A dark red room. It is dark red. Here's what happens, y'all. So they took him out of his natural habitat and they put him in an environment of captivity. You, you, you're going to get it in a minute. So, so here's what ends up happening. Captivity hurt him. Because it gave him limitations. Captivity hurts us. Because it gives our faith limitations. Do you remember when you had the faith? When you would say, I told you all about this before. You played, that's my car. And you'd stand out pointing the cars. You didn't have no license. You didn't have no money. You didn't have no credit report. You didn't have, you didn't have no how to drive. And yet you still had faith enough to say, that's mine right there. That's me right there, player, right there, right there. So captivity, y'all, captivity hurt him because it gave him limitations and it caused his dorsal fin to collapse. Now listen to this. Doctors claim that a stressful life, I just said something right there, will make your dorsal fin collapse. Listen to this. The reason Keiko's dorsal fin collapsed, now it's important I note to you that only about 1% of whales that are in the free or that are in the open water, only about 1% of male whales, dorsal fin collapse only happens in male whales, and only about 1% of those happen of non-captive males. So it's safe for us to say that it only happens when you're in what? Captivity. Now listen to this. It says that the things that caused it were this stressful life in a small tank let me say right here you got to get yourself around people that are bigger than what you're able to think the old pimps used to say if you want you need to leave that zero and get with a superhero some of the men like yeah i used to use that line bishop why you put me out there like that y'all know ladies some of y'all know if you grew up in the south you heard that one at least three or four times what's up baby yeah Come over and lead that zero with this superhero. I ain't no pimp, y'all. Don't tell me. So watch this. Because of a stressful life in a small tank, listen to this. False social groupings and chemically altered water, captive orcas acted aggressively towards their own cells or humans as a result of stress. <laughs> listen, I'm going somewhere with this. Listen to me. Listen to me. So Keiko gets stressed out because he's in an environment that's too small for him. He's used to the open ocean. He's used to be able to go where he wants to go when he needs to get there. But because the environment, the atmosphere is not conducive, his life is cut short by 30 years because he's around the wrong, envi he's around the wrong environment. Listen, so the specific reasons were false social groupings. In other words, people that are around you that are really killing you, but you keep them around because you can't stand to be alone. Okay, y'all get that on the way home. Chemically altered water. You can't be getting tipsy and think you're going to walk in what God has ordained for you to walk in. Because your, wa your water is altered, baby. This is what you're saying, you can't drink. No, the Bible says don't get drunk. But some of y'all know after you have about two or three Arbor Mints, you gone. 
can I just be real or y'all want me to be fake with you? Can, can I talk to you like where you're at? Some of y'all know y'all look at the liquor store and you gone. Ooh, girl, remember when we, you gone. So watch this, watch this, watch this. Small tanks, false social groupings, and chemically altered water. Listen to this. That's why if men are not able to be free, their dorsal fin will collapse. This is what you're trying to say. If a man, today's Father's Day, if a man does not learn how to survive on his own, Mama, I know you love him, but if you don't let them out there to the free water and let them learn how to survive on their own, you're going to keep them in captivity. And that ain't just for uh, men, that is for young ladies too. If they don't learn how to get out there and deal with the real world, you're going to hurt them. Because what happens is, is that their dorsal fin collapses. The dorsal fin is a stabilizer. The dorsal fin keeps the whale from moving like this and rolling in circles, 360 degree circles. That's why so many men struggle with issues of their flesh. That's why so many men struggle with ranging emotions. On Monday they're happy. On Tuesday they're sad. On Wednesday they're leaving you. On Thursday let's make it work. On Friday I don't know. You ain't talking to me. Because their dorsal fin, they ain't stable, baby, because their dorsal fin is humped over. Look at somebody and just move your neck like this, hump, hump your neck like that. Yeah. The dorsal fin is humped over. Watch this, 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 watch this. Female killer whales don't have that problem, I found out. Because they've adapted to being strong in the face of adversity. Man, let me say to you, we can learn a lot. From women. Don't, don't think you know everything because you're the man. Sometimes you need to learn how to say, maybe she do know what she's talking about. I'm the one spinning in 360 degree circles. Maybe I need to listen. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking. Watch this. That's why men and everybody has got to learn how to get into the deep. You got to learn how to take risks. Men have got to learn how to lead through experience. I can sit in the class and teach men all day long, but until they actually put it into play, until they actually put it into use, it's not going to mean anything. People got, you got to learn how to get in the right atmosphere for your dorsal fin to get its strength back. Part of the reason why you're so stressed out is because your dorsal fin is humped over. He don't hear what I'm saying. And so the moment anything comes, you just start spinning. You ever seen a dolphin do that little trick where it just spin like this here? That's what most Christians do because their dorsal fin is humped over. Am I helping anybody today? Are y'all in here? Listen, men, it is good to love women, but you got to get up from under a woman and take your place as a leader. Y'all don't hear what I just said right there. If you're a real man, you'll know how to love. You'll know how to serve. And you'll know how to submit. You don't hear what I'm saying. Because the bishop, how? How am I learning that? I never had nobody teaching me how to love. Because the anointing teaches you all things. And God graces you to do what he calls you to do. That's what the Bible teaches us in 1 John. Stop saying I ain't got no experience. I don't know how to do this. Because if God told you to do it, he'll grace you to do it. Bishop, I'd start that business. I just don't know how. Baby, if God called you to do it, he'll grace you to do it. Y'all ain't talking. Are y'all here today? Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Husbands, and I'm talking to men and ladies, listen to this. If you've got issues being a good husband, it's because something is blocking your anointing. Listen to this. 
If you got issues being a good father, it's because something is blocking your anointing. Watch here. And I'm here to tell you it ain't your wife. It ain't your kids. It's something wrong with your atmosphere. Y'all ain't talking. Y'all, can, y'all ready to go home? Y'all, can I give you some more? Y'all, can I give you some more? People have got, we've got to understand the attack. We've got to understand the attack. Now, no man goes into warfare not understanding his enemy. If you've ever played professional sports, you know that they spend the whole week before the game coming up going over the defense so that you can fight against what this other team is going to be doing. Because the truth is, is that defense a lot of the times will win games more so than the offense will win games. Because if you can just keep the other team from scoring, baby, all you got to do is hold out for four quarters. Are you with me? So listen, you said, Lord, use me. Wave your hand. Raise your hand if you've ever said that, Lord, use me. Wave your hand and said, Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, I just, I'm a servant. Lord, oh, use me, Jesus. Watch this. But you didn't realize the time you were in and the season you were in when you prayed that. Watch this. Because the season, I told you this at the beginning, the season has been accelerated. You you didn't hear what I just said. It used to take people 20 years to build to 25,000 folk. It ain't going to take us that long. Listen to this. In the last days, God is raising up a mighty generation. And you part of that generation. It ain't got nothing to do with age, baby. It's got something to do with time. Ecclesiastes says, listen, he says that there is a time and a season for everything. And I announce to you that this season is your season. This season is your time. But you got to be ready. You got to be on the side getting ready to. Because you know at any point you're going to have to pop over in the game. Watch this, watch this. So the hell that you have been enduring, it was years of pain that would have normally taken 10, 20 years to get through. But what the Lord did was he condensed it into a small amount of time. You didn't hear what I just said. He condensed it into a small amount of time. Listen, why would the Lord do that? Because you've got too much to do for the kingdom of God to be stressed out about the stuff you stressed out about now. Maybe a few weeks from now, you're going to look back on this week and you're going to say, I don't even know who that was back then. But look at the great things God has done in my life. I've grown so much. I learned how to pray. I learned how to fast. I learned how to obey the word of God. Are you with me? <laughs> Anybody ever had orange juice from concentrate? You, you know, you buy it in the freezer and you get that little thing, orange juice. Truth is, let me tell you a secret. You get far less orange juice when you do it that way. This is a secret. You don't get more orange juice. They try to psych your mind to make you think that you do. You don't. If you buy the regular bottle, I think you get more. That's my own personal opinion. Watch this. But if you get the little thing from the freezer because you're trying to cut costs, which is okay. Or maybe you just like that. Don't feel condemned. Some of you are like, oh, Lord, I have to go home and get regular orange juice. (laughs) Don't feel condemned. But if you get that little thing, orange juice from concentrate, what happens is is all of the flavor is condensed. Okay, ladies, let me make it a little bit more, 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 more for you. You heard of a bouillon cube? Yeah. You take one of them little cubes and you get a big old pot of chicken broth. Are you with me? So watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So here's what the Lord has done. He's condensed your sorrow into a bouillon cube. 
Y'all don't know when to shout. He's condensed your issues into that little freezer thing for orange juice. Watch this. Watch this. Because you're taking a dose of concentrated issues and concentrated problems. The good news, though, is when it's all gone, it's all gone. Y'all don't know when to shout. In this house today, I told you, you're going to look back and you're going to say, wait a minute. Who, who was that person back there? I'm totally different now. Because you took, you, you, you took a condensed version. Look at somebody and say condensed version. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm here to announce to somebody that the hell you've been going through, baby, it was just to make you the real deal. Matter of fact, you ought to testify to somebody next to you and say, listen, you looking for a miracle? Tell them you looking for a miracle? Say, look at me. Look at me. I'm a miracle. You don't hear what I'm saying. I'm supposed to be dead. You're supposed to be a statistic somewhere. You're supposed to be living up under some bridge. But God, I'm with somebody. <laughs> you may not have everything you want, baby, but just think about where you were five years ago and where you are now. I guarantee you, you're further along now than what... You still here? Can I get you some more? So in this day, the Lord says he's restoring the apostolic and the prophetic anointings. The Bible says, and aim is that the Lord does nothing in the church, except, nothing in the earth realm, except he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says in Ephesians 3 that the mysteries of the kingdom of the Lord have been given and entrusted to those that walk in the apostolic and those that walk in the prophetic. Bishop, what is all that happening? What are you saying about all that? That's why you need a spiritual leader and a spiritual father to lead you. So you know where you're going. Just trying to navigate in life by yourself ain't going to cut it. <laughs> Let me prove it to you. Where have you gotten yourself? If you can't say amen, say ooh. Ooh wee. I was talking with one of my sons um, this week, and he said this to me. He said, as he didn't want to leave my presence. He said, I was with you, and he said, I didn't want to leave. I, I, I didn't want to leave. Watch this, watch this. And that's how you've got to be with the presence of God. That's how you've got to be with the word of God. You don't understand what I'm saying. The Bible says there's a famine in the land for a good word, a solid word, a wholesome, prophetic word for the time. And so when you get it, baby, you got to learn how to cling to it because it's got life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to this. Listen to this. Elisha, you know Elisha. He said he didn't want to leave Elijah's presence because of the power of the prophetic. <laughs> You, 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 don't, you don't hear what I'm saying. He said, Elijah, I ain't leaving you because you got something I need. Some of y'all know when you were dating, you had that mindset. Uh, baby, it really ain't going to work out. Uh, you know, I don't think this is going to really work. Well, I'm not leaving you. I didn't put too much into this. What you mean it's over? Seven years down to, no, it ain't over until I say it's over. Okay, y'all can play. Just look straight ahead and I know. But watch this. Elisha said, I don't want to leave because if I leave, I'm going to miss my blessing. You don't hear what I'm just saying. I don't want to detach myself because if I detach myself, I'm going to miss my blessing. I'm going to miss what God has ordained for me to have. Listen to this. If you receive a prophet, you get the reward. 
<laughs> you, you, you didn't hear what I said. If you receive the man of God, you get the reward that the man of God speaks. Sometimes the reason that things that are prophesied over you don't happen ain't because it was a false prophet speaking. It's because you didn't receive it. Y'all ain't talking to me today. So let me just help you out. I speak life over you. I speak freshness into you. You don't hear what I'm saying. I speak wind into your life. I speak the power to break uh, the power and the influence of principalities over your life. I speak wholeness into you. See, let me tell you how that works. Then you got to say, I receive that. I speak life into you. I speak wholeness into you. You only get what you receive. Anybody ever had UPS show up at your door and you not be there? What they do? They put a sticker on the door and say, you weren't here, so we'll try back another day. And that's what happens a lot of times in your life. God is trying to get you to places so quickly, so more quickly than you can even imagine. But because you don't open the door and say, Lord, I receive what you're doing. And you constantly fight it and you pray against God. Stop praying against your hell and against your tribulation. Baby, that's God. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place with one accord. And suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind now here's what you got to understand about wind when wind comes it blows everything that ain't anchored down out the way that's why when you go through hell you find out who your real friends are because if they're not anchored down to you when the wind comes it's going to blow them right out here's the other thing it does is wind blows out your issues some of you the hell you've been going through has been to make you to be nicer Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. It's been the right. Because listen, you ready, you ready to get in the game. And God says, if I let you get in the game, you're going to fail at the game because you ain't nice enough. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking to me today. Some of us, the wind that's been going on in our lives has been so that God could rearrange our priorities. <laughs> when you get a little hell come through your life, you'll find out really, real, real quick what's important. When you get a bad doctor's report, you, you, you'll find out real quick what's important. You'll find out that that money you've been chasing ain't really important because money and, uh, it fades away. That's why you got to love your family, babies. I know you maybe get sick of your mama always telling you this, that, and the other, but you got to love your mama. Your mama looking out for you, even though if what she's talking about don't make no sense. Sister Foreman, you just say, man, you chill out. <laughs> chill out for I sit you in the back. <laughs> it's being funny. But you got to learn how to do that, people of God. Watch this. So, Bishop, so let me get back to this. What are the weapons? So we talk about it, the helmet of salvation and the feet shod with the gospel of the peace and all that kind of stuff. And we say those things, and they sound really nice to make us sound really spiritual. I got the sword of the spirit. Baby, if you written... <laughs> Sounds spiritual. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It sounds good. You, uh, you, you know, okay, y'all know how church people are. How you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored, and empowered to prosper. Okay, now we, let's get that out the way. So how you doing? Some of us are so spiritual, we ain't no earthly good. Everything's so deep. How you doing? Ooh, I just got out of an intense session with the Lord. The Lord's speaking to me right now. I'm not going to say that. Amen. 
<laughs> Let me get back to the message. So, Bishop, what are the weapons? What are they? What are they? Watch this. The first weapon I'm going to give you, I'm still in my Back to the Basic series, are the power of prayers that work. We got to understand that the spiritual realm uh, is what we're communicating to when we pray. We got to understand what prayer actually is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is being orchestrated, y'all, from the spiritual realm. Even sickness can be spiritual. Bishop, what you're talking about? When the Lord was getting ready to heal somebody, most times if they had a physical ailment, he rebuked the demon. You didn't hear what I just said. You can't medicate everything. Some things are spiritual. You can't take counseling for everything. Some things are spiritual. Do you understand what I'm saying? Watch this. So everything is being orchestrated from the spiritual realm. Prayer is now communication with the spiritual realm. We are spirit, y'all. And subsequently, we communicate in the spirit. We worship in the spirit. And we have liberty only when we are walking in the spirit. That's why you can walk into a room and you can feel the presence of somebody's spirit. Their mouth ain't saying nothing, but their spirit is running its mouth. You, you, you didn't hear what I just said. Understand this. That's what the Bible says. With the spirit of the Lord, there's liberty because we are in our natural habitation. They freed Willie. And when you walk in the spirit, then your dorsal feet can stand up and you can be free. You don't understand what I'm saying. Listen to this. And you don't just have to come to church to be able to walk in the Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't just wait to come to church so you can get free. Bible says David had to learn how to encourage himself in the Lord. His son was after him and his people were after him. And he had to learn how to say, self, you better get encouraged because you ain't got time to be down. You got too much to do. Say to yourself, say, self, you better get it together. Listen to this. Sometimes we don't experience a lot of fruit because our prayers are vague. I'm giving you weapon number one. Because our prayers are vague and therefore our results are vague. That's like going to Burger King or going to McDonald's or wherever, going to a restaurant and saying, yes, I'd like to order some food. What can I get for you? Just some food. Okay, sir, what kind of food? Yeah, you know, just food. Whatever your will is. Oh, I just said something right there. I just said something right there. Watch this. Understand this. The only reason that we pray, Lord, if it be your will, is so that we can make sure that he's not giving us something that we're not prepared for. You didn't hear what I just said. The Bible says in James that the prayer of faith, it'll heal the sick, it'll, raise the, it'll do all those kinds of things. We don't pray, Lord, if it's your will, bless me. That's his will. You wouldn't go to Burger King and say, whatever you want, if it's your will. Would you want to wrap it with cheese? If it's your will. You don't do that. Y'all ain't talking to me today. So watch this. So if our prayers are not strategic, then our results are going to be vague. And so God is going to say, you're sitting there whining and complaining, but yet I answered what you asked me for. <laughs> Y'all ain't talking to me today. Watch this, watch this. You know how we pray sometimes. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord, I pray for so-and-so. And that's the whole prayer. Am I helping anybody? Lord, I just pray for the world today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm sorry, what did you actually pray? 
I'm trying to help us because I'm guilty. Lord, just bless the bishop. With what? <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. If you pray a vague prayer, you will get a vague answer. Are you with me? Are y'all with me today? Listen, 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 listen. So let me, let me start with this example of Christ teaching us to pray. Now, flip over to Matthew chapter 6. I'm almost there. Matthew chapter 6, I'm giving you the first weapon today. Prayers that work. Preaching today, you need to get ready. Your season has shifted. And in this season shift, you got to know how to pray. Because 90% of what you confront, you will try to fix with practical means. And God will say practical means ain't going to fix it. Are you with me? Matthew 6, verse number 5. Are you there? And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And surely I say you will have their reward. In other words, the Lord is saying, don't do things for the sake of people seeing you. You know, you've all been to churches where you see people, they pray real loud because they want everybody to think they're spiritual so they can get promoted. to your name lord and then they get out in the parking lot and you're like now were you the same one that was hallelujah and because you know it's kind of wrong to cuss me out like that after you i know i'm real i i'm sorry y'all i know that's just i'm wrong <laughs> y'all pray for me amen y'all pray for me this is what he says he says but your reward will be from the people you do it for so if you give so that people can see you give you just got your reward. You didn't hear what I said. If you just gave so you could get brownie points with God, that's your reward. So you have no harvest coming. I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you. Are you getting that? If, 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 if we do things just so, well, Lord, you know, I, yeah, I was acting good today, then that's your reward. You, you know how we do. We have a good day, and so then we say, well, Lord, go on and bless me because I had a good day. We act good, you know, and so we say, Lord, well, come on and bless me. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Lord, I've been faithful and and so bless me. But listen to this. The Bible says that we can't be justified by works. Can't be justified by works. So God will never say, listen, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do that. Because that's works. Are y'all getting that? Trying to take my time so we get this. So now let's look at this. So he says, don't do that. But look at six. He says, but when, uh, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And do not pray. Uh, uh, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Let's look at nine. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be the name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Somebody say amen. Now listen. Listen to this. Understand this. That prayer is simply communication. It's communication. Now, how many people you say you're a good communicator? Wave at me. You say you're a good communicator. 
All right. How many people you say you're not so good of a communicator? Okay, that's all right. That's okay. Listen, sometimes I think that everybody thinks like me. And so I'll say stuff and I'll be like, you didn't get that? I said it. What, what, what did you get? Because <laughs> I'm thinking that they're thinking like me. So y'all praying for me. Are you praying for me? Listen to this. You wouldn't want to be sexually intimate with somebody that never wanted to hear from you. Prayers, intimate communication. Watch this. You wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody that the only thing they wanted to do with you is have sexual relations with you. Can we talk? No, come on, let's go in the room. Ooh, it's tied up in here. <laughs> you say, you crazy. Come out here and talk to me first. How was your day? Watch this, y'all. But watch this. That's what we do a lot of the times with the Lord. We don't want to spend no time with him. We just want the blessing. Y'all ain't talking. He ain't heard from us all week. And yet, Lord, I need the oh, I need. And God is like, listen, I'm not coming in that room with you. You're going to have to learn how to talk to me. And watch this. You ain't just going to have to learn how to talk to me. You're going to have to have to talk to me right. Because I ain't your homeboy. You don't come to me like that. Ooh, it's got some stink on it in here. So when praying or talking with God, you never pray for the sake of others seeing you or their acknowledgement. That's number one. Next thing. Private prayer with God produces public rewards. You ain't got to announce to everybody what you're praying for. You just let them see it and they'll say, well, he must have been praying for that. Are you with me? Listen, don't just pray. Next thing. Don't just pray what you heard someone else pray because it sounds good. You know, you heard some TV preacher praying, and so you repeat what he said. Woo, y'all ain't talking to me today. Y'all ready to go home? We all right? Listen to this, listen to this. Long prayer doesn't mean it's effective prayer. Just because you spend three and four hours a day praying don't mean God heard anything you said. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm just saying. Jesus, when he prayed, you know... His, the majority of his prayers were 10 words or less. And he prayed what he desired to see happen. He didn't pray the problem. Lord, you see, we just down here. Y'all remember devotion. And Lord, we're just standing down here in need of a Savior. Is there anybody that needs a Savior? God, we're just waiting on you to come by here. We're going to be waiting by and by. Is there anybody... I want to hoop, girl. You can play that organ. I want to hoop. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Just because you spent a long time doing it doesn't mean he heard it. Bishop, but wait a minute. I thought the Lord's always hearing me. I thought he's always listening to me. Understand this. That's just like sometimes when you speak to your children. They act like they heard you. Okay, mama. All right. You come back two hours later. What? You asked me to do. I didn't hear you. You didn't say that. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, Bishop, how do I get my prayers heard from the Lord? Here's the pattern. If you look at the pattern Jesus, Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 6, you got to start by identifying who you are talking to. 
because everything has an ear so you must be specific that's why jesus said we could even speak to a mountain and say mountain be removed well i couldn't speak to something that don't have ears so you can't just start praying lord well which lord because the bible teaches us that there's a lord of this age there's a god of this age there's a god of this world and then there's our god so who are you praying to that's why he says our father in heaven because you got to be specific on where he's at are y'all hear what i'm saying he gave us an example y'all i'm just gonna break the example down the next thing is this is that you got to offer the proper salutation through worship by hallowing his name you can't just step to god any old kind of way he says come to the throne of grace boldly but bold don't mean disrespectful i can be bold and still be be respectful and still be in order do you understand what i'm saying can't talk to god any old kind of he ain't gonna listen to that foolishness I know they won't teach you that today. The Lord is listening. Whether he's not, he's performing what you're saying is the other question. You understand what I'm saying? So look at what he says. Jesus said, she says, I follow in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. In other words, great, oh, magnificent is your name. Are you with me? This is the third thing. Then you got to identify that you are submitted to his will. And that it's not our will that's done, but his will that's done. Let me prove to you the importance of that. Have you ever prayed for something and you got it and then you wish you never prayed for it? Because God says, listen, if as long as you, is, listen, he says, I'll do it. But watch this. You got to make sure it's in my will because I may give it even if it ain't good for you. Because you asked me. And God says, I've given you free will. Are y'all with me? Now, the fourth thing is this. Forgiveness. Watch this. Forgiveness is important because forgiveness is a blockage to us getting results in prayer. I just told you your season is shifted. I'm teaching you how to pray. Listen to this. It is a blockage for getting results. Now, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I forgive you. Even if you ain't done nothing, I pre-forgive you for something you may do. Look at somebody else and say, I pre-forgive you. Are y'all with me today? I'm almost done. Flip over to Mark chapter 11. I'm almost done. Flip over to Mark chapter 11. Am I blessing anybody today? Am I helping anybody today? Look, Jesus says, I'm going to read it very quickly. Mark 11, 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. In other words, the Lord says, whatever we pray for, it is a done deal. But if we pray that it's in his will, it will be also in accordance with his timing. See, some of us say, Lord, we're ready to be millionaires, and if you woke up tomorrow and had a million dollars in your bank account, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Y'all ain't talking. Some of us say, Lord, we're ready to be, Lord, I'm ready to be married. I'm just waiting. I'm a woman waiting to be found. I'm a man looking for a wife. You say you're ready, but baby, no, you ain't, because if he showed up tomorrow, you wouldn't know what to do. I'm talking about a real man, you know. A little bit of everything show up every day, every now and then. <laughs> are you with me are you with me now listen to this listen to this now listen to this the next piece of this is we cannot doubt okay 
trying to, trying to give you some practical things here. You cannot doubt. You cannot doubt what you've prayed or spoken has come to pass. Now remember, prayer is communication. So it's just not what you're praying when you're saying it to the Lord, but it's everything you speak out of your mouth because everything you speak out of your mouth is communication with the spirit realm. That's why if you find yourself confessing, oh, I'm broke, I don't have it, you'll always be broke and won't have it. If you find yourself, oh, I'm just so stressed out. Guess what, baby? Next week, you're going to be stressed out. And the week after that, you're going to be stressed out. And the week after that, you're going to be stressed out. Because your mouth is still confessing something to the spirit realm. Are y'all with me? That's why a lot of times you'll see the things that, the negative things that you speak happen more quickly than the positive things that you speak. Because every time you speak a positive and a negative, they cancel each other out. You, you do know science. We, we know science. So every time you speak a negative, you, speak a po- uh, you, you cancel out a positive. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That's why the Bible says watch out for your idle words because even in just playing around, you can be speaking stuff in the atmosphere. Listen, can I take you deeper? Can I take you deeper? Can I take you deeper? This is So verse 23 says, if you spoke to the mountain and told it to be removed, that it would be removed. That means I told you that, that, that the mountain has ears. That means circumstances have ears. Are you with me? Can I go further? Can I go further? Verse 24 says that therefore... Uh, uh, which it means, verse 24, is connected then to verse 23. Verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So verse 24 is connected to verse 23. Listen, which means whatever you're speaking, whatever words are coming out of your mouth are petitions to God. Can I go another further? Can I go another further? That's what the Bible says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Because whatever you speak, it is if Christ himself is saying it. Because watch this. It's no longer we that live, but now him that lives through us. So the spirit realm can't differentiate between you and him. Because spirits are, they don't have no color. They have, you, you can't tell a spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Spirits have no color. So Jesus said in him there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. There is none of that because Jesus is a, is a spirit. Did y'all get what I just said? So when you speak to situations, they don't know if it's you or him talking. You didn't hear what I just said. They don't know if it's him or you talking. (laughs) You didn't get that. As long as we're walking in the spirit, they don't know who's talking. So it may obey because it thinks it's him. (laughs) Y'all don't get that. That's too much. I get that on Bible study. The Bible says that an angel comes and it takes what we speak and then it goes and performs it. Are you with me? Satan is the accuser of brethren. Stick with me. I'm almost done. Stick with me. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So the way that this thing works is that he's been defeated. Remember I told you earlier, he's been what? Defeated. He's been disarmed. So he's the accuser of the brethren, y'all. So here's how it works. We speak something negative out of our mouth and he takes it and he goes and accuses us before God. This is what you're talking about. The book of Job. Are y'all with me? Are y'all still here? What happened is that the Bible says that the sons of God came from uh, walking on the earth. And the Bible says Satan was also among them. So in other words, they was having a a heavenly meeting. And the devil was there. Are you with me? And so what happens is, is that Satan says to the Lord, he says to the Lord, he says, listen, uh, 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 or the Lord says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And then Satan says to God, he says, well, you know, I can't touch him because you got a hedge of protection on him. And so the Lord trusts Job enough to know that if Job can go through the trouble, that Job won't curse God. 
Here's what happens, though. When we speak negative things out of our mouth, when the sons of God come before the Lord, Satan stands and he presents the negative things that we've spoken before God. God's word says that whatever we speak, we'll eat the fruit of that. I'm almost done. Stick with me. Stick with me. So when we speak and when we pray negative things, that's why you never pray the problem. Lord, you see, I'm sick and I'm hurting and I'm dizzy. You don't pray the problem. He knows the problem, baby. You don't pray that because what you're doing is you're standing in agreement with it. And if two or three touch on agreeing on anything, that thing shall be done. Not just blessings, baby, but bad things too. That's why you don't need to be speaking negative and get somebody to agree to you. Girl, my man ain't no good. Yeah, girl, you're right. You just got somebody to agree with that. And so now that's got to come to pass. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm just saying. Oh, I hate my job. Oh, yeah, girl, I hate mine too. You just got somebody to agree with that. And so now it's obligated to come to pass. Satan stands and he says, Lord, look at what so-and-so spoke. Your word says that she's got to have what she spoke out of her mouth. She spoke she was sick. And so, Lord, now she's got to have sickness because she spoke it. Somebody say, whoo. Satan's the accuser of the brethren. He's an attorney. He's a bad one, though. Watch this. Watch this. So he goes before God and he accuses us. That's why when we speak negative, you got to check yourself and say, Lord, I didn't mean to say that. Lord, I pimp for what I just said. I cancel out the powers of what I just spoke. Because watch this. The devil's been defeated. He's been disarmed. But understand this. That him being disarmed doesn't mean he's still not going to try to fight. And God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Folks, I'm not out of message, but I am out of time. Stand on your feet to We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 